0: Kevin O'Brien here, the FF Engineer. I host the Fantasy Football Engineering Podcast, where I bring on a guest each week to discuss a wide range of topics, all to apply practical knowledge in order to design, research, build, and maintain your dynasty rosters for now and beyond. I borrow brilliance from each guest and share how I leverage many different areas of expertise to accomplish common goal of competing all year round. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. You're at the dynasty crossroads that film and analytics create Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard. You can find me on Twitter at P.A. Howdy. And you can find my work at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. I'm usually joined by my co-host Jake Anderson at JakeAndersonFF on Twitter, but he can't make it tonight. Um, Well, that or I've locked the door and I won't let him in because I'm really tired of his even-keeled sensibleness and getting things right all the time. So uh, it's just a one-sided uh, opinion uh, for the Dynasty Crossroads tonight. and standing at the crossroads all by myself, I'm I thought I'd run down a brief list of players that kind of broke out more recently, since I don't have someone to go back and forth with on any one of them in particular, uh, and just give, like say, my one-sided opinion on them. Um, So the first one I want to mention is Kiki Kute, who is one of my favorite sell highs in Dynasty right now. Um, For one thing, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Wolf Fuller really are the passing game in that offense. Every time they're on the field together, Wolf Fuller has dropped to... or risen to, I'm not actually sure, but he's wide receiver 17 on Dynasty League Football ADP this month, um, which seems a little low. He's upside, and he has not yet broken out, partly because of injuries in terms of, you know, um, a season-long threshold. He hasn't reached 1,000 yards. He hasn't reached uh, top 12 wide receiver status in, every, in any given year. But when he's on the field, um, he certainly dominates target share. And this year, he showed he could dominate target share A lot more consistently, even with uh, Hopkins sucking up one of the largest target shares of any player uh, in the NFL. So I I think my opinion on him has risen somewhat, even though he still has yet to break break out. Uh, Kiki Kute being behind those two means that he's probably going to be less startable than he has been recently, and despite his big game in last week, Um, if only because those two are just going to be better players. Overall, I tend to follow what I think in rookie evaluations pretty closely through the first three years of their careers. It takes a lot um, for me to move off of that opinion, um, which is why I try to be very thorough in my research and have a well-rounded opinion. Now, Kiki was someone that was came up about 13th in my wide receiver model, so it's not like I, I'm discounting him entirely. He came up just behind Dante Pettis, um, but his College production was really kind of average. He did almost nothing in his 18th year. He did below average to successful NFL wide receivers in his second year. And then his third year, he finally crossed the threshold into being a more productive wide receiver in terms of his market share of yards, than most um, wide receiver threes for fantasy in the NFL since 2008. And that was a 32% market share. Um, overall, that's kind of, and I've looked at a lot of these graphs, that's kind of average. He did not show himself to be special. This is a typical arc of a... Uh, a decent college wide receiver and um, as you get older more physical more experienced and uh, by f- more physical i literally mean he grew into his body right his speed and his ability and um, was at its peak when he finally broke out and that's kind of what happens with most wide receivers whether they do or don't do anything in the nfl so he didn't show himself to be special and that's why he dropped so far in my model and age 21 breakout and um, overall it's a very poor hit rate especially in his draft round so Yeah, I wasn't very high on him at all. It's not that I can discount that production entirely, but especially in that situation, I just think you're going to get more for him right now than you're probably going to get in a year or even in two years. So he's someone I actually kind of like to sell high on right now. Um, David Moore uh, from the Seahawks is someone that blew up for two touchdowns, I think it was, in last week's game. He had around a 40% college dominator rating. By the way, I calculate it. And he broke out at age 19 as well for like East Central Oklahoma or someone like that, um, and so just I liked his overall production. He's someone whose um, college market share showed that he was he was special for that team where he was playing, and he was incredibly productive. Um, and that's the most we can ask of a player. We can't ask him to play in a different conference than or for a different team than he actually played for. Um, and so I like to look for those players who show themselves to be particularly productive or uh, than we might ordinarily think just because of where they come from. And they're not as common as we think. We think every player that's in the NFL played for a small school or a smaller school must have high market share. And that's just not the truth. The high market share numbers indicate a player was special or really, really good um, even compared to his level of competition. He, that team just found himself, found that player. Um, very valuable and I like to look for those players in the later rounds David Moore was drafted in the 7th round I think Um, and so that made him interesting the fact that he got some opportunity and the minute he did, he scored two touchdowns on very few targets is promising. But at the same time, the Seahawks are just throwing the ball so little. And with uh, Tyler Lockett and also Doug Baldwin now back and presumably healthy and he'll put up numbers if they ever have to throw the ball more than 25 times. Um, David Moore's done something to make us pay more attention to him. So he's a dynasty buy in that regard. But I wouldn't be expecting anything more than occasional touchdown spikes this year at least. And um, Traquan Smith is kind of in the same boat. Someone who was incredibly productive every year he played in college. And um, he's one of those rare wide receivers that made uh, low efficiency targets efficient. And um, When he was targeted down the field, he caught the ball a lot more than he should have in college. His market share is kind of off the charts in that way. Um, so I really liked him coming in, especially getting a role with Drew Brees. Where that target share is so divided up, it's uh, Michael Thomas and everyone else. Um, I would expect to see Traquan Smith pop up in again in a few box scores and he's definitely someone I'm interested in going forward again where I just stick with my rookie evaluation for so long never going to want to start him (laughs) this season at least unless uh, his targets get a lot more consistent in the weeks to come which is probably unlikely with the return of Mark Ingram and again Michael Thomas still being on that offense Alfred Blue I've been told just to not mention at all not to waste my time on it so I won't so I don't have a running back to run down for this week Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling is kind of the opposite of David more on Traquan Smith and um, he's more on the Kiki Kute um category he got targets because everyone else was injured that week and it's looking like he's going to do it again this week and um, Now, normally my mantra is players own their production, right? So I can't take away what he did last week, which was like 20 fantasy points as well. But you can also take that in context. You expect a wide receiver to do that when he's got Aaron Rodgers with no one else to throw to. And Aaron Rodgers has done this a few times to us as well. So it's not like I don't think Scantling's going to be a good spot start here and there when he does get targets because everyone else is injured. But for dynasty purposes, I'm selling, especially if he gets the same treatment this this week, just as soon as I can. He, he was um, underproductive in college, like I said, much like Kiki, only a little worse. He never actually crossed the threshold of a successful NFL wide receiver, in, even in his 21st season. And he, had, he only produced 29% of his team's receiving yards, which is right on slash just below the average for wide receiver threes. Successful wide receiver threes in the NFL since 2008. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers can make basketball hoop or a trash can productive on the field, um, and I just think that's what's going on here. Not that I'm calling uh, Van Der scelt, Scantling either of those things. I just think it's more a product of the quarterback, and it's one of those rare cases. Um, and the reason I don't feel that way about Trae Quan is because he has Drew Brees, um, is because, again, he was incredibly productive in college and so you can see i'm just sticking to what i know to be uh, effective and predictive and common to successful wide receivers in the nfl and scantling doesn't have that Traquan does and so that's why i'm drawing that line and where Jake would start presumably showing why I'm on a hill. I don't know. Um, Something else I wanted to point out in my Target article this week, I was looking at uh, the Target shares and the Whopper, or the weighted opportunity ratings for uh, rookie wide receivers. I posted every single uh, 2018 rookie wide receiver and the opportunity they've been getting every week. I think some of them might be going under look. Um, Equiminius St. Brown just got a 27%... Whopper or weighted opportunity rating he was getting the ball deep in that same game where Scantling was getting volume, and um, but also Michael Gallup has slowly risen in opportunity every week. He saw a slight dip last week, and um, but it's actually pretty promising that he's earning that opportunity. The Cowboys are not a team that are going to produce yards and touchdowns very much in the in the receiving game right now, and um, but it's somewhat promising. I think it might be going overlooked since he's not he's not um, spiking up in the box score. The other receivers I don't think are being properly valued to Christian Kirk. Um, Obviously he's been noticed, but he was my s- overall, my second wide receiver from this draft class. I really expected him to break out, and he's doing it in the first year, which means nothing but even more positive things. He's an age 18 breakout, one of only two in this year's class, and he's just a really exciting prospect right now. I expect him to continue to show up in box scores this year, and definitely moving forward. Even in Dynasty, I think he's, he's a trade target. Right now, Kirk is... Uh, Web receiver thirty-seven in dynasty for this month's ADP run by Ryan McDowell, and that's that's fine. That's fine by me. I will go pay that price. Um, to get Christian Kirk on my Dynasty roster, so yeah, go do that. Um, the other player who's is starting to get note actually is Cortland Sutton. A lot of people were higher than on him than me coming into this year, but it's not like I didn't like him. He, it's just Kirk, David, uh, DJ Moore, and even James Washington were showing above him because of his production, which was good, but not great, Um, but he's getting consistent opportunity even with two dominant wide receivers and target share and also historical production in front of him. Um, He has shown up with a touchdown here and there. His catch rates surprisingly low um but if his catch rate catches up then people again are noticing this year so right now he's something of a dynasty buy because the opportunities he's earning says that that catch rate is probably the noise and and his opportunity is probably the signal and um, he's had two weeks this year with over 50% weighted opportunity rating which is Great. Uh, the only other wide receivers to do that this year, rookie wide receivers, are Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and also Antonio Callaway. Um, and and Sutton should be in that category. I'm not sure he is just yet. And so those are some players I would definitely be targeting, even if I was three and two or two and three. And um, those are players for next year and the years to come that I'm very interested in and um, so that's it a uh, short short pod today we just wanted to try and put something out um so we didn't mess up our schedule and um, for all our fan uh, that's out there uh, so thanks for checking out next week i'm sure jack will be able to be back with us and we'll have two-sided opinions instead of one-sided opinions and so that'll be better for everyone involved i think and um, thanks for checking it out and i will talk to you again next week
0: That film and analytics create. The dynastic crossroads that film and analytics create. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape. It's the dynastic crossroads where film is everything. The dynastic crossroads. Numbers are the key There may not be consensus, but we'll give you everything.
1: Can just go ahead and sell Calvin Ridley as well, I guess.